Hey, it's Grace here at the Minds of Christ podcast. Lovely to have you back. Are we ready for a new episode? Because I am. This is God, what we hear and what we see. Proverbs 18.21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, this means that whatever we speak will be reaped by us in the world, whether good or whether bad. But, Many songs do the same thing. They provoke this idea that the catchier the melody, the more blind we are to the words we're singing and deaf to the venture in our ears. Song lyrics are really easy to remember, right? Due to the melody, the catchiness of the song, so on and so forth. But in this way, the devil blinds us and infiltrates our eye and ear gates and even our mouth gates with all those words in the lyrics which we sing or speak over ourselves. They're sinful and they're negative. So, there are five areas of your life in which Satan wants to enter. Number one is your heart. It says in Proverbs 4.13, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Do you love God more than you love anyone or anything else in life? Those idols you have in your life, from drinking with your friends, TV and music, your phone, computer games, or all those things you can let go and not be focused on 24-7, right? We'd hope so. Money too. Are you so after chasing your millions, either by being a workaholic, stealing, gambling? Well, all of those can take God's place. And what holds that place in your heart? What is plugging that God-shaped hole? Is it God? Or is it other things? Is it your idols? Hmm. Number two, your worries. It says in Philippians 6 7, no, sorry, it says in Philippians 4 6 7, excuse me, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And again, that was Philippians 4 6 7. When you worry, you create a state of mind which is super unhealthy. This can be seen in the brain. Neurologists, and mainly Christian neurologists, neurologists, that is not an easy word to say. Neurologists, and mainly Christian neurologists, can see that when you have depression, it creates a dark spot over the mind. It also becomes like an addiction too. The more anxious, depressed and worried you become, you almost need it to function. This is why people who are in a dark time in their life listen to music that has negative connotations to it and depressive lyrics because it feeds that mindset. If Satan has your worries, then you don't have time and the energy to to praise or to pray to God and worrying turns into Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Does anybody love me? Then Satan can speak lies directly into your mind, either telling you that you're unworthy, undesirable, no one likes you, or indirectly by having those doctors telling you and speaking negative into your life, by saying you have depression or anxiety, you're this, you're that, oh yeah, you've got a diagnosis. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, number three, your everyday thinking. Mm. Just like we said, you know, Satan can think, Satan can bring it straight into your mind, makes it feel like you're thinking things. Just like I mentioned in the last one, your worries can turn into negative thoughts. It says in Philippians 4, 8-9, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are, ex- that are excellent and worthy of praise, and the God of peace will be with you. If your mind is not guarded by God and kept away from those people who can speak negative in your life, or you're not guarding what could enter your mind and defile your thinking, those things we watch that could affect our thoughts, be a sober spirit, be an be on the alert, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter 5, 8. And also, it says in Ephesians 6, 11, Ephesians 6, 11, that doesn't sound right. Ephesians 6, 11. <laughs> Put on the full armour of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell us? To guard your mind. To put on the full armour of God, the helmet of salvation. You know, put on the helmet of salvation to keep those thoughts at bay. And number four. We've got one left after this, guys. Not much further to go. Your speech. Number four, your speech. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, as it may benefit those who listen. Ephesians 4.29 The company we keep and the things we do and talk about in that company is shown by our speech, and in this, the mannerisms and emotions attached to how we speak. If we're constantly ratty and annoyed with life and show this in our short, sharp-tempered speech, then this indicates that our hearts and spirit are not in good company and defiled by those things which we see and listen to, either from TV, music and media, or the company we keep. If we know that the conversations had in our presence are not uplifting or beneficial, then don't enter them. An old work colleague of mine from an um, old job I had, who I have occasionally kept in touch with, as I still have her number, but very infrequently though, got into contact with me the other week. She messaged me and asked me about a student of mine that we both know, a student of mine that I don't teach personally but comes into my college that I work at. Um, A student that we both used to know from our previous job that we used to look after, right? Okay, it's to preface the story. The conversation, however, was quite negative when she was speaking about her. She asked me um, her actual conversation was I'm not going to call her by her real name just to protect her identity we're going to call her Martha say for example okay so she said oh I heard Martha's fat again no hi how are you nothing like that I heard Martha's fat again I said that it wasn't nice to talk about her life and that she only contacted me to gossip. So this old work colleague 
I call her a friend, but she's not really a friend anymore. She hasn't been a friend anyway. Um, because we were pretty much only acquaintances. And like I said, the company you keep, the negative company you keep, you should be watchful. And obviously I'm watchful of that and she is negative company. So I very rarely speak to her and talk to her and don't consider her a true friend. So um, I said, uh, did you only contact me to gossip? And she turned around and said, yeah. I said, uh, this is not what I wanted. I, I don't come on here to gossip. So my old work colleague replied, okay, low. And that was the end of our conversation. She hasn't spoken to me since, and it's been a few weeks now. I'm not bothered, because if she was a true friend, she'd have said, sorry, I apologise, how are you? You know, how's work going? So on and so forth. But clearly not. She only messaged me to gossip about my student and even if it wasn't a student if it was another um, friend or an acquaintance of ours or anything like that I still wouldn't have entered into the conversation it just so happened that it was a student of mine that I'm not at liberty to uh, discussing anyway so any conversation that doesn't lift people up or glorify God isn't worth having anyway like that conversation so we move on Oh, and here comes the last one, guys. Number five, our bodies. Romans 12.1 says, Give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. God made us in his image. Genesis 1.26 states this and says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. So, why would we think that we're ugly or that things need to change? If this is the case, it would make it seem as though we're going to the Lord and saying that he's wrong, that he didn't make us in his image, or I'm ugly, and because I'm made in your image, that makes you ugly too. I mean, not that we ever call God ugly, but you know what I mean. Now, doesn't that sound hurtful to the Lord? Wouldn't you think? You know, you've made something so beautiful, and someone turns around and goes, oh, that's ugly and then you feel hurt by it don't you don't you think God feels the same way he was so proud of making you he was so proud when he said look little Samuel there or Jenny over there or um, Margaret or Lewis or Thomas you know I've made you I'm so proud you're going to grow up to be this person Um, you're going to do great things look you're going to have a wife or a husband and you're going to live here and I'm just so proud of the person you're going to become look at this wonderful person I've created he tells the angels look angels look this wonderful person's going to grow up to be this that and the other oh look how handsome they are look how pretty they are they're in my image we love them and then they turn around they grow up and they go I don't like this I don't like my eyes they're too big I don't like my hair, it's too straw-like, it's the wrong colour. I don't like my feet, I don't like my belly. And God's going, well that's hurtful, I made you my image. I love you. So, if our body is his temple, 
God wants us to keep them holy, right? Healthy and honouring to him also. But there are so many things we hear and see which the media leads us to believe we have to look a certain way to be beautiful and healthy. For people to love us, we must act a certain way. Or if we don't have sex, then we're not loved either, you know? Oh, he's not going to love you if you don't have sex with him, if you don't put out. Or if you don't look tall and, and slim, if you're not a size 8, if you're not a size 6, he won't love you. You've got to have big boobs. Oh, guys, you've got to have a little bit of stubble. You've got to have chiseled chins. You've got to have that six-pack. No. Who says that's the way it has to be? So think about it. If Satan's got you in all these areas, then he doesn't need to worry anymore. He knows that he can control you if your mind is not strong and not on the things of God. If your gaze is not on God and your mind is not on God, then you're not protected in any area anymore. This is why we have to guard our hearts and minds from anything that can infiltrate us. Take the Holy Spirit as our measure. If we feel even a little off by what we are seeing or hearing, then just walk away. So guys, just remember, guard your mind, guard your heart, guard your spirit and be led by the Lord. You know, because think about it. We have to guard what we hear and what we see. Otherwise, we could be infiltrated and affected. Just remember this. We are the Lord's child and he loves us so much that he wants the best from us. Just be guided by the Holy Spirit. And if you feel that a situation you're in or a place in your life doesn't feel right or something in your day doesn't sound right or you're entering into conversations that don't seem very uplifting just walk away just walk away and try again